0: No, no, no. She's not a medical doctor, but she can
1: sure cure your tax problems or your financial woes. She's the how to girl. It's the Dr. Friday Show. If you have a question for Dr. Friday, call her now, 737 WWTN. That's 737 9986. So here's your host, financial counselor, and tax consultant, Dr. Friday.
2: G'day, I'm dr Friday and the doctor is in the house it is that season you know I get excited anytime I'm on the radio but let's be honest it's tax season it is so great um, and many of you are probably sitting there going okay this girl's a crazy B let's be honest I have absolutely no idea where I'm finding some of the forms that you might be looking for why is it when I look at my 1040 I have don't see my e my schedule e entry and why don't I see my loss on my profit of uh, my, my profit and loss and From my Schedule C and why are these things all lumped into somewhere on a Schedule 1? What in the heck is a Schedule 1? So if you're looking at your tax returns or you're preparing your tax returns and you've got questions or maybe you're just preparing for your 2019 because, let's be honest, some people have already done their taxes and we are actually planning for 19. I brought one of my best friends in the office here, Hank Parrott, State Financial Strategies. Many of you guys have heard him in the number of years we've been working together uh, on here, and he always brings some pretty good offers. So if you've got questions, not only about taxes, but maybe about estate planning or should you be doing an IRA or a Roth IRA or should I contribute to my 401k? When should I take my Social Security? All those kind of things that you guys are throwing at me sometimes, and I don't always have the answer. In fact, I don't normally have any of those answers. Um, this is today, you know, 615 737 737 So if you've got tax questions or financial questions, today we got them both right here in the house. All right, so we're going to hit Howard. Hey, Hank, I didn't even say hi. Hi
1: <laughs> Hey the crazy ladies in the uh, house. This exactly.
2: A little too much <laughs> coffee going here. It's my second cup or uh, third. Who knows? Um there's a multiple numbers. All right, it's let's it. go to Howard now. Right. Hey, Howard. Yes. What can uh, I do? my
3: my son has a daughter that's turned nineteen and she's in college. Um uh, he could she's paying her away. Can she he still count her as dependent?
2: absolutely um unless that daughter uh is earning more than twelve thousand dollars
3: no no okay she's not working like it. at all okay okay i appreciate that. No, that thank was you an enjoy easy your one. show thanks howard oh, bye-bye oh.
2: too bad we can't have a whole list of those easy ones huh uh-huh. sometimes all right let's see what philip has hey philip
0: hey how you doing dr friday i
2: am doing awesome what do you got going
0: Hey, so, all right. So I'm a single guy. I have a job. I own my own home. I, you know, I have a mortgage payment and all that. I make a fair amount of charitable deductions every year. So I, I just do my taxes. I have a very simple return, no dependents, do my taxes on one of the popular tax software programs. Okay. So I have everything lined up in there this year. And my God, I'm having to pay $610, which is more than I've ever had to pay before. It doesn't appear like my mortgage interest is is making a dent, nor are my charitable deductions. Is that correct under the new tax law
2: yeah welcome to my world philip the problem with this whole thing comes down to is really this you may be getting and i don't know if you have it in front of you but you probably aren't itemizing because you have to have more than twelve thousand dollars. So before you had six thousand three hundred and fifty or something like that. So you might have been taking seven or eight thousand easily, maybe even nine or ten. Um, but then you also had the personal exemption of four thousand fifty dollars. But under the current one, so if you were taking ten thousand and itemizing plus the four, you were at fourteen thousand combined. Now you're only at twelve. You're not going to be able to. To increase that because we don't have enough to offset the personal. So you've lost 4000 at a 22% tax bracket or higher. You could easily be owing $600.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, so uh, that 12,000 personal exemption, that's actually less than maybe I had in previous years. Yes. Yeah, or-
2: so if you looked at your 17 and took your standard deduction plus the personal exemption, you may find that those two numbers add up to closer to 15 or 16,000.
0: Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, yeah. so much for the tax reform.
2: Well, it does help some, but just not you and me.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Well, I, I appreciate it. Thank
2: you. No problem, sweetheart. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. So if you want to join the show, you can, it's live here in studio. So you know what, if and, and we don't take your phone numbers and you can make up any name you want as long as I can pronounce it. Six one five seven three seven nine nine eight six. Six one five seven three seven nine nine eight six. So if you've got questions about taxes or like I said, you got Hank here, and you know what? Normally, he's not as cheap as he is today. I mean, I'm not calling him cheap exactly, but you know what I'm saying? It's free advice, a right? Good,
1: a good value, a very good. Value. <laughs> he's
2: wallet friendly. That's what Joe uh, Macri always says. He's wallet yeah. friendly. So, uh, anything that people should be thinking about right now in your world, as far as dealing with you know financial things. I mean, one of the first things of the year.
1: that you know, this is a great time of year when you're thinking of taxes anyway, and you're getting ready to, to file your taxes. A great time to do some tax planning for 2019, for this year. And one of those in particular comes into play with uh, tax-efficient income, especially in retirement. So if you're getting Social Security now or if you're thinking of, you know, when do I take Social Security? What's the best way to do that? Other income streams I'm going to have in retirement require minimum distributions, if you're seventy and a half, if you're gonna or if you're just taking distributions because you're retired and now you need that money that you've been saving all these years in these retirement accounts and you need it to supplement your income to be able to maintain your standard of living quality of life. Great time. When's the best way to take this money? What's the, you know, are there some ways that you can take income in retirement that meets the goal of uh, maintaining your standard living quality of life, but at the same time can still result in a lower taxable income?
2: I like that. And and we've done that for a lot of people in many cases, you know, even just starting to take, uh, I I sent someone last week to you, as I was saying, because one of the conversations I always come with, they were They were under the income, so they didn't really have to file a tax Mm -hmm. return. But they were sitting on a fairly healthy um, IRA, and they weren't at 70 and a half yet, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm – and they're like, well, we don't need it. And I'm like, that's not really the conversation. You need to go get a second opinion because – in their case, they were going to end up having to pay taxes once they started their RMDs. Why not take these few years and either pay very little or yep. zero tax and take some of that and put it into CDs or whatever, you know, just an after-tax account possibly yeah. or something. I mean,
1: yeah, the analysis when it comes to tax fishing and income, and it's it it goes to the point of whether a Roth IRA makes right. sense or converting some of traditional IRA money or, or company money into a uh, into a Roth. One of the things you look at is well, what is your tax bracket today? What tax bracket are you in? What's your effective tax rate? And then what's it going to be when you retire? Right. You know, or in the future. And if you're already retired, there's also some some potential opportunity. If you're looking at looking forward, and you're in a, let's say in a 12 percent bracket right now, uh, and maybe you got some room even right. in that 12 percent bracket before you cap it out, but you start taking required minimum distributions at seventy and a half, and we can look forward 10, 15 years and see what those RMDs are going to be. In other words. I can factor in what you're doing now if you're adding any money to those accounts or if you're just saving it or it's invested and what kind of rate of return we can expect to make over that time. We can then do the projections and see how much the accounts will grow to and project for that. Calculate the RMD, the tax on the RMD. What's it going to do to you? Is it going to put you in a 22, 24, 30 percent bracket? Maybe now's the time to do something about that. Let's say we exactly. can take
2: exactly. So if you're able to actually out get those now. in the lower part, that tank's phone. Everyone, there don't worry go. about that's it. Funny. Live radio. What can we say? Um, anyway, so you have that as a as a situation. And I agree with you. And there's sure. also, and that's why. I love the fact that Hank always offers a package on my show, Mm -hmm. and it's basically the first 10 callers that are listening to the show. You can call his office at 615-376-5325. It's a free, full evaluation, and it answers a lot of these questions. When should I take Social Security? Should I be doing a Roth instead of a standard IRA? When should I take the money from them and all the different tax consequences if you've got a lot of money into real estate or anything? You know, some people invest from their IRA into real estate but they're getting close to their right. rmd requirements what kind of problem could that be causing yeah. or whatever he takes all of that uh, into account and and says okay these are you know your options and without options we don't know what we need yeah. to do i mean it's a
1: comprehensive <laughs> plan so what we do for the first 10 callers to my office 615-376-5325 Tessa standby, she'll get your information she'll send out a checklist of things you bring to your appointment with me and one of the things with that is an investment analysis we look at the risk in your in your current portfolio the volatility there's a measure for that so we can basically it's like stress testing your portfolio if you will so you know when the next bear market hits right when the next bear market hits not if when that happens, what you can expect from your portfolio, how much might you lose and how can you, you know, are there some strategies that can help you minimize that risk? And the answer, of course, is yes. We have 60 years of Nobel Prize winning academic research showing us how to construct a portfolio to minimize that volatility while, while getting the desired rate of return. And this is the other piece of it is we'll look at what your financial future, I can show your financial future. We're going to look at your income, your expenses, how much it costs to maintain your current standard of living assets, liabilities, we'll factor in inflation, we'll factor in taxes, all of that at no charge to you. Yes, this is an opportunity for me to meet you, for you to meet me, and let's see if we like each other enough to want to do business down the road.
2: That's always important. I'm point.
1: happy to show you the value of what we do as <laughs> and a that's way the to point. gain that, you that know? business.
2: Exactly. That's I mean, that's, that's really the point for all of us. That's why I offer free consultation for my initial consultation, because it really is are we on the same page? Yeah. You know, is, is the type of taxes and the what I require from my people on the same page of what these people are using? Hank does the exact same thing, and that's, that's really what you're looking for. If you are not on the same page with the person that you're working for, you feel like sometimes they're talking over you or you feel like they're kind of just doing it and not really having that conversation. You need a second opinion. And even if you've got the world's greatest financial person or tax person, as far as I'm concerned, Always, it can never hurt to get a second opinion. Make sure that, I mean, I can't tell you. I mean, Hank may or may not, but in my case, many cases, I've told people the taxes are done right. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have done anything different, right? You know? It's just maybe sometimes that assurance. But sometimes I've also said, uh, did you know you missed your sales tax or mm-hmm. did you know you missed this? Yeah. And that way, you know, you left money on the table and that's, you know, that's what you don't want to do. So that's what's uh, really cool about this kind of partnership in and you're able to, to work together and do what we need to do. So, again, if you want to reach the show, you've got questions, maybe you've got some financial or it's tax time, guys. And there is some changing that's been happening on the taxes. And, yes, I did fail English. No, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> <laughs> I may have learned uh, Queens English before I learned uh, American English. But anyway, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. And there's some change when it comes to partnership returns that everyone, anyone that has a limited liability company that has multiple members that elected to be a partnership, or if you're just working with a partnership in 2018, you now have to decide which partner is going to handle the audit and now when the audits are done we have the ability to pass income let's say that they did something wrong we pass that now on to all the partners so that way the partners are not audited which is what we used to have to deal with so someone had a partnership with the irs would audit the partnership and then proceed to go audit all the partners um They've got a new rule where they're basically going to be auditing the partnership and then passing that straight on down. Um, You can opt out of that, um, and according to the IRS, you might want to expect that a lot more partnership exams will be getting audited. So, you know, that's nice. Maybe we'll give some of those sole proprietors a break because that was the number one up until uh, recently what we had. All right, we're going to take our first break. If you do want to join the show, 615 737 9986. 737 9986. Hank and I will be right back with the Dr. Friday Show. studio. I'm Dr. Friday, an enrolled agent licensed by the Internal Revenue Service to do really one thing really well, taxes and representation. So if you want to uh, have, if you've got IRS issues, you haven't filed taxes for a number of years, you're looking at your taxes this year and going, oh my gosh, I didn't think I had to owe money. Everyone's supposed to be getting money back. Well, not everyone. I'm contest to the fact that not everyone's going to get money back. Um, So, you know, it really is just going to be a matter of what your tax situation is. And keep in mind, many of you actually got more on your paycheck than what you got the year before. So that also means that you've gotten some of your refund earlier. So you might have gotten five or 10 or 20. I've had people say up to $40 more on their paychecks. And so, depending, I suppose, on how often you're paid, but that that would have been additional refunds that you would have normally gotten at the end of the year. So, we're going to hit the phones real quick. We've got Tiffany on the line. Hey, Tiff. Hi. Um, my question is about the child tax credit. Okay. Um, can my fiancé claim one of my three children as a dependent on his return? No. Okay. It's, and the IRS is really trying to break down on some of that. It has to be a direct dependent, an adopted child. Now, when you're married, you know, that will mm-hmm. be a different situation. Um, even though he's not their biological, he's married to you. Therefore, you know, he's a, their dependent right. in the home. But um, because the problem is he would then try to claim head of household possibly and get earned income. And you're claiming it on two, you know, I'm just saying it's the, right. the law doesn't really allow for that. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Tiff. Bye. And that's a huge area in the tax law, I will tell you. They are delaying refunds. They're really trying to match up children that belong to children. Well, because nowadays, I mean, even in my family, the children's names are different than the parents' names. So you can't really just go by last names any longer because wives or women that may have married – took their maiden names back, but the kids still have their father's names or they've remarried and, you know, yeah. you get two or three names happening around. It's be really good. crazy. There you go. All right. So, Hank, let's talk a little bit more because I think a lot of times on my show, many times people want to talk a little bit about when to take Social Security because a lot of people think of that as kind of like some money sitting there mm-hmm. and I could get it now and maybe yeah. pay off something. And, it, and, and I'm assuming you take into account debt when you make these decisions, but also taxes, right? Because if you're still working mm-hmm. and now 85% of that Social Security is taxable, right. you know, you've just well, lost a big chunk of money.
1: Exactly. So understanding the Social Security rules as well. So the earliest you can take is age 62. But if you're taking big but here, big caveat, and that is if you're taking at age 62 and you're still working yeah, and you that's make over a approximately $16,000. seventeen two or something. Is it seventeen yeah. two? So $17,200 per year, then every $2 over that, you have to give back a dollar of those Social Security benefits. So that's one downside. Now, here's another. If you're looking at – if you're making as a provisional income formula that's used to determine how much of your Social Security benefits would be taxed. So initially, if you make little or that's all you have is Social Security, then you're not going to pay any tax on it. However, if you take half – and for a single, that's half of what you make. For a couple, half of what you both make. And you uh, you take that and add in if you have wages we just talked about. If you have uh, municipal bond interest, which is normally tax-free, well, it counts towards the provisional income formula. You have to add in for that. If you're taking money out of an IRA or 401K, capital traditional money there, you're going to have to count that. Exactly, capital gains. So you add all of that together – and if it exceeds, again, for a single person, if it exceeds $25,000, then up to 50% of those benefits can be taxed. If you're married filing jointly, that would be up to 32000 now imagine that. I've got people getting Social Security who exceed that just on half of their Social Security. Mm-hmm. All right? So one of the things to look at, you're probably going to be paying some tax on those Social Security benefits. Right. And here's the other part. And this, by the way has been around. They haven't changed these numbers in decades. Right. So the income is sw- bringing more and more people in. If you're making more than $34,000 in this provisional income formula, again, counting half of Social Security benefits, then up to 85% of your benefits can be taxed. And for married filing jointly, it's 44000 When we're looking at when the best time to take is, one of the consideration, of course, is, are my benefits going to be taxable another if you're still working am i going to lose benefits what's the point right if i'm going to lose benefits and they're going to be taxable it's better just to wait and your of course your benefits your the amount you're going to receive is going to go up every year right substantially by the way so it's what you know it may well be worth it when i do a comprehensive planning and and i you know as we offered up earlier for those of you know if you're one of the first 10 to call in you'll benefit from this and that we look at what is the break even point for you with social security we'll run it both ways and we do that through all your financial decisions. Imagine that. Say, well I'm trying to decide whether I want to, you know, take a lump sum pension or should I take the pension amount? Should I take Social Security at sixty two or wait till my full retirement age at sixty six? What's the best? Or even 70, 70 yeah. All right, well, Either we'll way. run it for you both ways. We'll run it for you always. We'll say, okay, well, let's see what that does. And we can tell you, for instance, on the lump sum, we can say, well, you'll have more money if you take the lump sum versus the payout or right. vice versa, whichever it, it, it adds And even taking
2: with. the RMDs, when to take the requirement of the distributions. Mm-hmm. We all know that you have to take it at 70 a half, but mm-hmm. you also know that you can delay that to the first of the next years, And we've yeah. done that several times where yeah. you've advised people to – Get this part organized, then do a double take in the next year, yeah. and that it has right. saved them taxed for all this. some,
1: Exactly. For some, if it's the same amount of tax paid either way, if right. I take it in one year or I take it in two years and I'm paying a 12% tax either way, right? okay, is there an advantage? And then the advantage may be we might get an extra year. We could do a Roth conversion, conversion or something,
2: and we've and done not that. Have
1: that extra income. So there's there's a lot of strategies that come into play. This is called tax efficient income, but it's also tax efficient investing.
2: There you go. All right, we got John on the line. Hey, John, thanks for holding.
3: Hey, thank you. Um, I'm doing my uh, my taxes with TurboTax as okay. as we speak. Okay. And we refinanced in June, and then that company only then they rolled it right over to another one. Okay. So the 1098 I got from from this first mortgage company that we started it with doesn't have all the information like mortgage insurance, you know, the, the beginning loan amount and the ending balance because that's on the, the one they rolled it to. Right. So all it shows on this 1098 is mortgage interest received from payer line one in mm-hmm. uh, the 1098 is five fifty three point eight six. So when I'm filling in my blanks of which 1098, it wants me to fill in the beginning of the loan amount and the ending loan amount, and it doesn't show it on here. Uh, I'm wondering if I should even put that 1098 in.
2: Well, I'm going to ask you really quickly because it sounds like you're married. Is that correct, John? Yes. Okay. So if you add that and your other mortgage, your property taxes, your state tax or sales tax and charitable contributions – do a quick tape on that or, or calculate that and just see if you're exceeding 24000 before you even bother putting it all in.
3: $24,000 in, in interest paid? Mean, uh, so
2: that would be charitable contributions, interest paid, property tax, and sales tax.
3: It's not over 24000
2: Okay, and medical, but most people have a very difficult time doing anything with medical. So if it's yeah. not, then, then you're going to get the standard yep. deduction anyways.
3: Right. I'm already getting that. So, so just forget you do about not, this 1098. Exactly. You don't
2: need to put any of those in. I mean, y- y- your choice, but it won't be, it's not going to go on to the tax return, anyways.
3: Okay. Well, yeah, I'll just skip this one because yeah. other one's all done. Yeah. I just figured, you know, well, the information
2: is what we've always had to put in. Don't get me wrong, John, but now it, supposedly they're simplifying it. So, um, oh, well. you know, there you go.
3: Okay. Uh, Thank you. No Thanks worries. Very
2: much. Thanks, John. Bye. Right. Bye. All right, we are live in studio, and we've got the Hank man in here that does everything that you can think of when it comes to financial planning. He does all mine. We've done uh, work together for 20-plus years, um, and he's helped a lot of my clients in saving tax dollars by investing smart. So, again, I want to offer up because it's free, and I like free. Um, Hank, why don't you tell them a little bit about what they can get if they were to pick up the phone right now?
1: If If you call my office, first 10 callers, first 10 callers to my office 615-376-5325 this is to get a comprehensive financial plan it's not just a a singular you know consultation where you know I answer a few questions and it's an hour and we're done no i'm going to actually do up a comprehensive plan for you you'll have something really valuable to you in fact i've charged anywhere from 500 to uh, five thousand dollars for these types of plans uh, over the years what we're going to do is show you your financial future based on the things you're doing today and show you strategies that you, to, how you can improve that where you can are able to, again, attain and maintain your standard living quality of life, no matter how long you live. So we get into social security. We talk about Medicare. What's the best time, you know, how the Medicare rules work and how that, what those healthcare costs are going to look like in retirement. We factor that into the planning. As I mentioned, income, uh, expenses, uh, assets, liabilities. We look at all of it, uh, and we do up a comprehensive plan, you'll be able to see. Don't get you know, your are you going to be able to retire when you want? These are some of the common questions that we get all the time. And am I going to have to worry about running out of money? And can I, in fact, you know, have extra money? Like maybe I'm spending fifty thousand a year. Could I spend sixty, seventy thousand? Or I'm spending hundred and twenty, could I do one hundred and fifty? Whatever it might be for you, we can show you based on the things you're doing what the answer that is we add in for fun money sometimes we get to basics down say okay you can easily attain you know maintain your current standard of living now we can add in some extra money so you can you know right we retire every day saturday you get to do all these fun things whether it's travel or play Sounds and you know maybe you're going to spend all your time on a golf course i don't know or you're going to go do a lot of fun things with your grandkids whatever it might be we can show you uh, how to in fact accomplish these goals or at least show you what you're doing are you going to be able to do that or How do we make sure that you can? What kind of adjustments do we need to make to allow for that? So, again, 1st ten callers, 615-376-5325. Tessa's staying by. She'll get your information. She'll send you out a little checklist of things to bring to your appointment with me. Again, if it takes one visit, two, three, whatever it takes to get you this planning done, I promise to do that. And the second piece, when you come in to see me, I'll give you a free copy of my book, Seven Steps to Financial Freedom in Retirement.
2: Thank you. That's very nice of you. All right, so as an enrolled agent, what I need or what I like to do is help people try to get straight with the IRS. So if you've been avoiding the IRS, maybe you've gotten some of the love letters and you're sitting there going, wait a second, maybe I'll just throw this in the drawer or I'm I'm relocating again, they're never going to find me. You know, it doesn't really help because at some point you're going to want to settle down, maybe get married, maybe have a house, maybe even just, you know, taking and putting your kid in college. Um, those things can trigger the Internal Revenue 7. And so in doing that, you need to get your act together and we can help you do that. And you're like, well, I don't have any of the documents. I don't know where I'm supposed to start. That's all right. We can help with all of that. And as an enrolled agent, all I need is a little power of attorney and I can help you start going the right direction. So if you want to join the show, maybe you've got a friend that has IRS issues or maybe you do and you have some questions or you're working on your taxes or you're planning for 2019 and you've got some questions about the way something's going to work. Maybe you've got inherited some properties. Is that going to be taxable? Well... You better call and find out. 615 737 9986. 615 737 9986. The number here in the studio, and we'll be right back. This is the Doctor Friday Show. I'm an enrolled agent, licensed with the Internal Revenue Service to do taxes and representation. So, if you have questions, or you have family or friend that maybe just hasn't really kept up or dealt with the IRS lately, and they're at that point where they're ready to do that, then give them my number. Otherwise, let them keep thinking. Who knows? All right, so uh, Hank, we're in yeah. uh, we're in the time where people are really they should be thinking about 19, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to financial, but. I wanted to ask you a couple really quick. A lot of times, people will come in and say, "What can I still do to reduce my '18' taxes? Can they contribute to anything in the year of '18' for '18"? I mean,
1: just the standard stuff. You can Go do, ahead. you know, you, um, you can do your traditional IRA, of course, money into a Roth IRA. That's not going to reduce taxes this year, but right. it still can be done up until uh, April fifteenth, I guess, this year. And then you've got. For those that are self-employed or that have, um, you know, income that qualifies, uh, they could set up a SEP IRA, and then they have longer, and, of course, you can put a lot more in a SEP than you can into in uh, IRA tradition. Now,
2: can you contribute for a spouse that's not working or doesn't have a retirement account?
1: Yeah, sure. right, and this is another part. If you're, When it comes to your tax stuff, these are some easy ones to do, is looking, and here's the thing, you know, when you're looking at reducing taxes this year, you're also thinking of... You know, are there any? Is there anything different I can do in 2019? You know that I missed, maybe missed out on. I had a client in here uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and one went into my office. And one of the things they were talking about, they were do, contributing into a uh, 401k in a Roth 401k and they had both they had the 401k traditional 401k and a Roth 401k. This is one of those. We can't just last minute throw this in by April 15th. Right. Unfortunately, it's got to be done by the end of the year Right. or you might, well, so, okay, we can't do anything about that one for 18, but this is the time of year to definitely increase maybe contributions or look at those contributions. They were in a 24% bracket. Their income was such that would if we cut back and what I said, don't, you know, why are you putting into the Roth? And he says, well, I don't want to pay. And I, so we did the, we ran the comprehensive planning for him. We determined he's going to be in a 12% bracket when he retires. I'm like, well, you're going to only be paying 12% tax. when you take You're it out, paying Rumble. double that now. <laughs> and I said, so why don't we just, you know, let's cut back on how much is going into the Roth, get you back down into the 12% bracket. Then any excess can go into the Roth. So you have that, that bid. But now we've saved 24% that would have been paid in taxes on that amount of money. And guess what? Not only is he going to be paying 12% later, and even if it's sunset, it's still 15, it's still way lower. Right. But in, not only that, but it's cheaper dollars. Remember yep. inflation. So, yes, I'm going to postpone and put in pay with cheaper dollars and especially at a lower rate. Now, here's another consideration. If you're going to you know, try to figure out, what well, do I do Roth or that? That's one. But another piece would be a lot of people maybe are putting into the traditional and are only paying 12%. And you saying, so wait a minute! You're only paying 12 percent tax, and when you retire, you know we calculate big, large retirement accounts that could have some really big RMDs, right. That are going to push them minimum into a distribution so where now they're up at 24 right. or 20, you know, and higher that's percentage. and that's
2: the problem I have as a tax person. Mm-hmm. When people come in, I'm gonna I'm going to convince them in most cases that you need to do a standard IRA, yeah, because. My job is to save them tax dollars today. Instant gratification. That's what I'm about. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, I'm going to tell people now a lot of times I may suggest that, you know, I always suggest I'm not a financial planner. Mm -hmm. My thing is what's in front of me today, what can we do to reduce taxes, and then we look at possibly what the next year or whatever, but I mean, I may tell them, hey, you're in the 12% tax bracket, so obviously if you put $5,000 in, you may only save, you know, 12% 600, or $600, yeah. where maybe may be better not to do that, or it may not be mm-hmm. enough to save, where the guy in the 24% tax bracket now just, you know, $1,200 yeah. instant growth. Perfect deal, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Um, but it's your tax person isn't the person to ask that, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Well, Some projection. of them even sell is, those projects. You don't, you
1: don't necessarily have enough information. Yeah. Right. This is one of the things with comprehensive planning. When we get into doing the numbers for you, and we're looking at what your income is and your expenses, these That's are it. things your tax person doesn't do. Right. No,
2: we're looking at Assets, one year. You, you know.
1: We're doing the projections. What are you going to have for a pension when you retire if you're going to have one? What are you going to have for Social Security? Do you have rental income? Are you going to have any other sources of income in retirement in addition to Social Security? And then how big are your retirement accounts and how big are they going to be five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road? And what are the tax implications of that? So that's where we look at all of that so we can look at that financial future. And that then helps us and helps you make those decisions.
2: Well, that's it. And I I just, you know, I think a lot of times people just think of, you know, I mean, again, I'm I'm at good taxes. I'm gonna make sure to the best of my ability everything is put in the right places that we can consult and say, hey, you know what, you need to adjust your W two, your W four, so that your W two has more withholding or less withholding. Um, kids going to college next year, you know, taking into a, a, a exception of what's happening in the current year or next year, so that we can make sure that they don't get huge refunds because I don't like huge refunds to be quite honest with you, um, but. On the other hand, I don't want someone to owe five or $10,000 because yeah. that's not something a lot of times people have at ready cash necessarily just to go throw out just to the IRS. Work, when, when
1: we work with a client together and I'm able to show you that financial future, show you how their accounts are, it's a lot easier to then advise someone about these tax decisions. And it's a lot – if you think about it, this is where for my clients it's such a, be- a benefit as well is because they see that financial future. They can see, well, if I do this way – You know, go this path, I'm going to have this result. I go this way, I'm going to have this result. If you know what the end result of our decisions would be, right? Right. I wish I had that in high school. (laughs) If I I knew that, knew then, right? What What I know know now. now,
2: Exactly. How much
1: better, how much easier it would have been. Well, this is one of the benefits of the kind of planning that we do. Um, Again, you know, this is also a part where it comes to estate planning, same thing you know, it comes to figure, do I need a trust? Do I need a will with, you know. And that's the thing. I mean, we,
2: we have uh, Russ and he's going to be coming yeah. on in the next couple of weeks. And, and you and I have both worked with Russ and uh, and John McCain, um, mm-hmm. you know, both um, great attorneys. Um, and that's one of the things I think a lot of times people don't think about. And I know you introduce it and I often bring it up because of just knowing these guys and they always talk, talk about, you know, and, and just saw him for my own estate because, you know, things change. You don't think about it. How often get, things change. So, yeah. with with taxes, we see it every year, right? Yeah. I mean, we get to have a yearly reevaluation no matter what. But when you're talking to your financial planner, how often should somebody be touching base with mm-hmm. you? Right. I know with attorneys, it's every few years at least, yeah, or I think something with like Russ, that. He does but
1: about every five years, he yeah, sends out a letter. I mean, when we're doing our planning, and, and this is one of the other things, like with, with uh, the state planning. When we did get into estate planning, Russ does the documents and everything. I'm showing that same financial future. So, you, you know, if you, you're looking at today and you're saying, well, I've got, you know, whatever amount of money I've got in real mm-hmm. estate or whatever it might be. And we say, well, here's what that's going to be worth 20 years from now. That uh, might be a little different view of what I'm going to do with this <laughs> stuff, you know, or how I'm going to handle it with my kids and what kind of estate planning I might want to do and whether trusts are important in that. So that helps a lot with Russ and I when we're working together with clients as well in well, terms that's of that's what I figured. of
2: work. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can get Joe on the line. Right. Hey, Joe. Hey, good afternoon to you. Thank you. What so, can I do for you? Hey, uh, I was doing some checking for my
0: mother-in-law. Uh, she is getting alimony from, uh, I guess, her ex-husband, and she's getting the Social Security. Uh, are they taxable?
2: So alimony, I mean, assuming that she didn't just get divorced uh, in, by December of this last year, the answer is alimony is taxable. And depending on how much money she's getting in alimony, it could make her Social Security taxable. Okay. It's about, uh, I guess, uh, $12,000. $12,000 a year in alimony? Yeah. Then, Mike, depending on how much, do you have any idea what she's getting in Social Security benefits?
3: Uh. Ballpark. maybe around a thousand Okay. A year so I mean
2: a thousand a month a thousand a month so another twelve thousand. so the answer would be no she would not have to pay taxes on her alimony or social security under those numbers all
0: right well
2: you know if she's got some other income sense. or if she's got you know retirement or something no, like that that's but all. that's uh, it yeah then she should be good she wouldn't even be required to file taxes okay all right hey thank you so much again. joe appreciate thanks it. appreciate it bye all right, this is the Dr. Friday Show. You can reach us live here in studio for the next 10 minutes or so, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Many of you guys are probably listening to the show and finding out that mortgage interest, property taxes, sales tax, and, and charitable contributions may not be turning out to be exactly what you were used to in the past. Now, many people, I will say, I know that, you know, Howard or Phil, It was Phil that actually ended up with that, Um, and maybe even John, have found out that they're not going to be itemizing. And by not itemizing, you might actually end up owing a few dollars. So my suggestion is getting to your tax person earlier than later this year because, as Hank was talking about earlier, when you make adjustments in any tax year – You know, we're already through February almost. I mean, through January and partway through February. So, any adjustment you make to your payroll is now going to be two months already basically into it by the time it takes effect. So, you need to figure out if you're not paying in enough, you might have to adjust your. Married to zero versus married one, single to zero plus something so that you at the end of the year, you're breaking even. No one wants to have to pay taxes to do that. All right, Hank, one more time. Let's offer that 10, uh, first 10 caller before you have to Again, take off.
1: First 10 callers. So the first 10 callers to my office, if you would like a free comprehensive financial plan where we're going to go over all these different things we've been talking about and more, then just call the number 615-376-5325. Tessa's standing by. She'll get your information. She'll send you out a little packet, a checklist of things to bring to your appointment with me. When you come in to see me, I'll give you a free copy of my book, Seven Steps to Financial Freedom in Retirement. And I cover – I've been doing this for almost 30 years. I cover a lot of the things in the book uh, a good from book. the planning piece to IRA mastery, uh, when you're taking money out of those retirement accounts, how to minimize t- taxation on those, for instance, how to smart money invest, safe money strategies. Uh, long-term care and, of course, estate planning. It's all, all
2: that right. All right. So give him a call. We're going to be right back with the Dr. Friday Show. All right. That's more like it. I like it. All right. We are live here in studio. we got about, oh, six, seven minutes. If you still want to join the show, 615-737-9986. 615 615-737- 737 Nine nine eight six taking your calls in the studio. Otherwise, you don't call me Monday morning. All right. So I do want to give you guys a, a little heads up. Um, the IRS is giving some welcome relief an underpayment of penalty. So they're realizing with all this tax changing going on, some people may find out as we've heard on the radio today where they might owe money that they normally didn't owe. So they're taking the usual tax penalty of uh, 90%. Um, if you if you didn't pay in 90% of your tax penalty, then you would actually end up with an underpayment penalty. Um, they're going to change that down uh, to, to 85%. So when it comes down, the threshold is going to be about 5% less in penalty waiver. You do have to request it on the 2210, though. That's the important part of this conversation. So if you owe taxes and you... Maybe normally don't owe or you pay a lot less normally. I would definitely suggest on anyone that owes money to the IRS to I'll go ahead and request the waiver to see if they'll reduce the penalty on you. I uh, do want to say the deadline is April 15th. Do not forget, though, that we have LLCs, which are on 1065s normally. and Some could be on 1120s or 1120s. All of those are due On March the 15th. So, you know, even though you have your personals due April the 15th, the rest of them are due on March the 15th. And if you are listening to me on iHeartRadio and maybe you're listening in Maine or Massachusetts or Washington, D.C., all of you guys are good until April the 17th because of different holidays. This is the first time where we didn't just extend for Emancipation Day for everybody. I'm not too sure why that changed. So they've got uh, most of the United States going on the 15th of April. And then in Maine and Massachusetts, they're until the 17th because of Patrick's Day, St. Patrick's Day, I guess, or Patriot. Oh, Patriot's Day. I'm sorry. Patriot's Day guess we don't celebrate that one. Um, and then Emancipation Day in Washington, D.C. So um, that's interesting. I thought that was a, a little trivia for you. So uh, a few of you guys will not have that uh, whole situation going for you. But um, And then there is some free filing for some of you that are listening um, and you do have um, a gross of $66,000 or less, uh, 1W2. You can go to irs.com slash free filing, um, and apparently you can file for free. Now, I am finding out from other individuals that you might be able to file, but the e-file costs you some extra money, so I'm not too sure exactly on all of that, how that works. Um, I would you know make sure that you have that information and make sure that you're doing it. Also, really quick, um, if somebody is doing your tax return and you're paying them uh, to do your tax return and their information is not under the prepare on the first page now that falls on your front page of your 1040. Um then you need to make sure that there's some reason because if you're paying a preparer, their information, their P10, all of that should be on the tax return. They have a responsibility to making sure that information is there. I have uh, reviewed about three tax returns in the last couple of weeks where the preparer did have their information and these are different preparers, but they do not have their information on the returns. And, um, as an enrolled agent, you know, you, we take responsibility. Um, we work with our clients. We, you know, you, you're paying us for a service, and that person needs to know who's being paid for that service. The IRS also needs to know that information so that they know that I have a P10, that I am um, operating as a, a legal office. So you don't want to be paying somebody that is not doing that. Again, 1065s, you got to decide what um, – What partner is going to be the audit partner so that they can handle the audits? Uh, The IRS is no longer going to deal that. Um, And last but not least, qualified business income. Um, I don't talk a ton about it because it's not something you can do easily. It is in the new tax law. We had it before, but this has to do with businesses. Um, And if you're operating an LLC and you take partner guaranteed wage, at this time, that is not coming back in as payroll. So you are most likely not getting your QBI if you're doing a partner uh, tax return with a partner guaranteed wage versus doing payroll, which we can't do through an LLC. So um, you might want to evaluate with your tax person. Is it time to consider a corporation in which you can take payroll? Is it time to basically make a change in your entity to find out if that is going to be something that is may be very important to to look at because you may be leaving money on the table. But I hate to make decisions on a code that's actually only for five years, four years left, versus making this for, I mean, we we stay in our businesses for a lot longer. But it is important that you you when you're doing your taxes, have that conversation with your tax person, evaluate what your best entity is, talk to your attorneys, find out what their input is on that, because as a tax person... I don't do the legal side, but I'm going to tell you how it affects you on your taxes. And sometimes one side doesn't always work with the other. So it's very important that you actually have both sides of that. Don't just change because your tax person says you need to change. Talk to an attorney. Find out if that's a really good decision because there could be legal reasons you don't want to change that entity, even if you're you know, maybe not maximizing every single tax dollar. You've got to have both sides of that. All right. If you are uh, wanting to set up a tax appointment with me, it is so simple. Go to my DrFriday.com website, that is DrFriday.com, and uh, click on Appointments and uh, see if there is any left. I think last I heard, the first openings was uh, March 10th or something like that. If you are my client, a returning tax client, you don't see a date in there that you're able to work with, please call my office directly. We do hold back clients' uh, appointments for our clients because some of you guys wait till the last minute. And- And I know this and I love you guys, so I take care of you. So if you are that kind of individual and you are a returning tax client to me, you can call my office at 615-367-0819. Again, 615-367-0819. In preparing your own taxes, there is absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. The problem that most people do is you just miss or sometimes leave money on the table especially if you are self-employed or you are a person with a lot of rentals or you are a person that invests in other properties so you have k-1s or things like that that you have from other entities these are the types you need to consider also if you've inherited property you know often you'll hear where we often talk about well if it's inherited you probably don't owe taxes it's not always the case sometimes people hold on to rental properties. sometimes properties um appreciate It turned into – I had one recently where when the parent died six months earlier – they, you know, normally it would be, oh, they got stuff up in basis. They sold it, but it turned commercial between point A and point B. So it was worth at the time of the passing a couple hundred thousand. When they sold it, it was worth a couple million. Um, so it was a huge uh, change in the taxing. So you really need to make sure that you understand what you're inheriting or what the situation is for you. Because if you don't understand the tax law, then you need to get someone that's going to represent or help you understand it before you make decisions. Had a, a great couple that came in the other the day and drove uh, quite a bit, uh, came all the way from uh, the Knoxville area and um, was a referral from a client of mine. And uh, they basically wanted to sit down and solely just go over their tax picture because Again, it's tax time, so a lot of times people are just throwing those numbers in and we're just trying to get it. But if you're trying to plan for the future, one of the things you really, really need to do is understand how the decisions you make today are going to get taxed. For example, we decided they need to look into something called a 1031 exchange because in their case, they were going to be selling multiple properties in a period of time and they wanted to reinvest into other real estate. So again, it's not for everybody. Um, so, you know, sent them to an attorney that actually handles that, but it, will save them thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars in taxes today and possibly over the long haul. So that makes it really, really important to make sure they have. So, um, and many of you guys, if you listen to the retirement report on News Channel 5 Plus, um, I did that Friday, but it plays again after this show, you will actually see News Channel 5 uh, go again. I think on my station, I'm with Xfinity or whatever. I think that's like Channel 250, something like that. Um, It will be playing, I think, today and then again on Sunday. And then if you're actually listening to the radio, I don't want you to change the dials too often, but uh, the Retirement Report will also be doing a live radio on 98.3, which also plays, um, I think, on 1510, which is where I actually started my original um, radio shows back in the day. Gosh, that's making me sound Anyways, it's an AM station, um, and that's at uh, 2 o'clock tomorrow. So if you didn't get a chance to listen uh, or get your phone call in, you can call that show, and I will take your calls at that time. This is the Dr. Friday Show. If you want to set up an appointment, drfriday.com is where you want to go. Click on that. You can also download a tax organizer for free, sign up for our newsletter, or call the office on Monday morning, 615-615. Again, 615-367-0819. If you didn't get your question in and you're not big on uh, phone calls, call ahead and email me, friday at drfriday.com. Again, my first name, Friday, just like the day of the week, at drfriday.com is the number you want to call. It's been an awesome Saturday. Hopefully you guys are enjoying yourselves. And I will catch you again next Saturday. Call you later.